Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Conversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to have you on the show. So thank you so much. Yeah. So you have eight children. That in itself is <laughs> mind blowing. How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, I know how it well, wait, do you really know? <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of kids. Yeah. Eight of my own and then seven um, step kids with my new husband. So we've been married two years. So adjusting to all of that. But yeah, my kids uh, range from age five is my youngest and 20 is my oldest. And there's one girl in the mix who's about to turn nine. So yeah, so definitely crazy. Oh my gosh. That is like one kid is a lot of work. I cannot even, are the older ones very helpful? Like, do they help? raise the, the little one. Oh yeah I th- all of them all seven all seven um they they spoil him and um yeah it's it's funny because he's a little he's a combination of all the seven personalities and it's so funny you just see like the last one it's like he he gets sad because he's like mom I just want to have fun like it's, <laughs> it's all about entertainment for him and it's I mean but he's loved he knows he's loved and I have there, there, there's a story behind all of that of how, you know, we have our youngest. So I used to be married to um, an NFL athlete. We were married for 16 years. Um, He was a solid, he was a solid athlete, a solid just person, like a pillar in the community. After, so he played for nine years and basically um, he ended up joining a cult. So uh, yeah, that's what happened. And so he, yeah, so he was, it was all about like polygamy was okay now. And, you know, there was racism involved. He was never, he was, he was probably the most clean cut person that I knew. And so, you know, being in that limelight, being in all that, and actually we were known to kind of help other couples help, we helped them with their marriages. So it was super humbling to be in this position and going, oh my gosh, what's going on? And so that was about, what, seven years um, after he was done with the game? It kind of showed itself because there's a, there's, a, there's a thing with the transition out of the game that is super hard that people don't understand. There's the glitz and glamour that people think it is. But when you're on the inside, you know how hard it is, you know, whether the pressure of family, finances, cheating, you know, like I had a shopping di- addiction. So I cover all that in my book. But yeah, so, you know, it's, it's definitely been a lot and it, like, I don't, you know, this is what, 2017. So I'm obviously, as you hear me, you're hearing a whole healed, yeah, who's gone through it and is now at that point, like, okay, like I got through this and, you know, thank God, like things are restored My you know, I'm obviously new married, newly married. So yeah, so it's like now I want to share like, okay, these are the great things that happened through that, you know, how I got mm-hmm. through it. So yeah, so that's, that's what my book is about is sharing all that stuff. Okay, so that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> so when you guys, were you religious prior, like through your marriage, were you guys pretty religious? Yes. So we were Christian. And so for him, there's, he was a very, um, a very outspoken Christian in 
in, in sports. So there's some that are like that. And there's some that are really like that. It's like you ask him a sports question and he'll say Jesus, you know, and it's kind of like a lot. It was, it was like not even answering the question. And he was probably on the annoying side of things like, <laughs> like, you know, like interviewers didn't want to interview him because they knew, oh man, it's going to turn into, you know, a, a religious thing or, or a Christian response. Yeah. So that's how it was. So it makes it more ironic that of all people that would fall away, that left his family. I mean, it was like, in, in where we were from too, I'm just gonna say we were in from Green Bay, super small. So everything was out in the open. Everything was, it was like, wait, who? Like this is happening to them. Being married to an athlete is big, but then we're an interracial couple. We have a lot of kids. So it's like, you can't avoid the public eye. Period. Right, right. So, so did you talk, did you like mention his name in the book? No, I, ch- I did change. Everything else was pretty much the same. I, um, I did change his name, the book. And unless you read, which I never, I don't, I go straight to the, the chapters whenever I read a book, but uh-huh. there's like a, there's like the intro. Um, and then it says names have been changed for, you know, out of respect and privacy of those involved. So clearly you're not together anymore. Is he still in a cult? Yeah. Yeah. So we had, um, we had a very big home, you know, we, I mean, we fared well together. He would, you know, and again, this is what I talk about is trying to help women as they're walking through this journey now. So one of the, one of the chapters I get into is the money pressure and family stuff like that. After all was said and done, we had this big home that ended up being kind of a, a sect of the cult. So the cult is out in, in another state, mm-hmm. but um, it's like, you know, it's headquartered in this one state. And so there's different sects around the country. So it's, uh, it's Hebrew Israelites. And so it's along the lines of that. I don't know if you know anything about no, that. No, I don't. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically this thing where um, if you're not black, you basically aren't going to heaven. You kind of have oh, to have these oh kind of alternative ways to get there as a woman you're not created in the image of God. And so your, um, your, your contingency to go to heaven is how obedient you are to your husband. Are the kids involved with him? No, unfortunately. Well, you know, I know that all kids are need, need their dad, but, um, no, thank God right now, there's not any contact. Um, the teaching is super toxic. It's very shaming. I'm property. The kids are property it's really, it's really bad teaching and it's very, yeah, it's very confusing. I, my mind is spinning. So I would assume that his parents w- were still wanting to be part of you guys' lives or, um, or are they also part of this cult. Well, his, his mom passed away um, okay. a long time ago. Um, his dad had Parkinson's. And okay. so, um, so there's no, there, there has been, there's not been connection. I was, I actually talked to his sister um, we are definitely on the same page. She understands and she grew up with him. So there was, there was always kind of a legalistic side of him. And, and so for me and him, you know, when it's like, you know, husband and wife, they always, they're opposites and then they complement each other. So we kind of complimented each other in the sense that I was pretty laid back and, you know, he was the disciplined one. He was very, yeah, he was very rigid, but together we, you know, you know, we just, mm-hmm. it, it worked. It was a balance. Once, yeah, exactly the balance. And so once he got into the cult, 
that's when I started losing my voice. It was like, I had, a, it's like, he, he kind of wanted a clone of him. And, and that's literally kind of how he looked at it. And, you know, when women in the eyes of anybody or anybody in the eyes of someone is not valued, then what you say doesn't matter. And so that's kind of the route that we went, you know. Did it feel like it happened really fast or was it like a slow progression? <laughs> you know, with my daughter being born, that was kind of the big part of it. So he always wanted a lot of boys. He would joke around and he'd say like, I want the 12 tribes of Israel. You know, this is like the biblical stuff. And so when we had our girl, that kind of, it really did change everything. For the most part, things were good. It's just after... It was after she was, you know, my daughter was born. It was kind of a little bit, you know, different. And then, you know, it's really hard for those guys to transition out of the game. So, um, so it just, it, it was slow. It was like a couple of years for sure of, of really hard. And this is what happened too. He was trying to get into um, a next career. He's always good at finances. So he was applying for his certified financial um, planning license. So basically it was, going to school all over again. And you know, that in itself, like when anybody goes back, back to school, it's hard. But then when you have a family, it's right. like, yeah, it's total stress. So it was a couple of years of stress and you could tell it was taking toll on our marriage, taking toll on our family. But you know, at the end of that, it was like, we were thinking, okay, once this is done, we're gonna get back to normal. And so once he did finally pass, it was like a few days of like, oh, like great. He even was apologizing for, um, you know, for not being there, he's like, you know, we're going to restore this time. And after a couple of days, it was like, we knew we needed big, like big, big help. Um, but as we were getting help, it just, it just got worse. And then during that time, that's when he um, found this cult and it was through Google <laughs> of all things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. What, what made you protect his name? Um, I, you know, I, that's just how I was. I mean, when you're in the limelight and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's, you know, I wanted life to be as normal as possible. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, I knew he was, he was, like I said, he was, he was, he wasn't like, it, he wasn't just a minor person. It was like, he was so outspoken and because of who we were in the community, I didn't want it to get out. I mean, I was, I was literally trying to call someone helped me to call the cops, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just stuff like that. It was just trying to be really, really subtle. So a lot of men in general have a hard time when they retire. Definitely. You know, that's, our, it's their identity. You know, it's all that they have known themselves as. And so when that part of them is no longer happening, I've heard a lot of times that a lot of men have a lot of difficulty in not getting depressed, you know, and yes. they, the transition, it, some guys just can't make it through. They just, right. go, you know, start drinking or drink worse, turn to habits, gambling, whatever. It's just, they've lost themselves. That's really sad. Yeah, totally. And I didn't, I honestly, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming because I, we, I thought we did so well. And so when it did start like kind of turning into, you know, I just thought it was, I think it was like, you know, just couples fighting and struggling yeah. through the, the transition, which I knew was going to be hard, but I didn't realize, I mean, obviously for us, it, it took a major crazy turn, but the cult kind of resembled 
um, the life of sports. You know, there's there was like this high thing of like respect for the men. Obviously, women, you know, like I mean, shoot, if, poly if polygamy is okay, <laughs> then you know, like right. that's it was a similarity of like even sports. You you're 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 having barked orders all the time, and so like it was just comfortable to have this leader that emphasize those things, emphasize for the, the respect of men or for men. It emphasized pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. And, you know, it was about performance. And, you know, so that's, it, it just was kind of a comfortable, and this is all in hindsight, comfortable, like transition into mm -hmm. what he knew. So, and I, and I address that, talk, I talk about that in the book too. You just mentioned like, you know, it's hard for men. I mean, for these guys, it's like, you just think, oh, they're done. They go on to the next thing. You know, either they they have all this money, which most of them don't, um, or like they'll get into sports, you know, commentating or coaching. And I mean, if you think about all the guys percentage wise, I don't know the percentage, but if you think about all the people that do go there, right? There's a whole lot that don't. So what happens to them? You know, they it's hard for these guys to just you know, a lot of guys just play video games because they don't know what else to do. They 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 weren't prepared, and as much as they're they've been told theoretically this is only for a short time. A lot of them just think it doesn't end, you know? So sure. it's, yeah. And their bodies are shot. They, I could see where that would just be like, now what? Yeah. And a lot of them, you know, it's, it's a grieving process. I mean, if you think about it, like they've been doing this for years and they've been with a core group of guys, you know, it's just that the locker room camaraderie there, there's a lot of that, that literally can be stripped from you in a day and you're supposed to act like it's okay. You know, yeah. so for a, like, a, like, a, you know, just a big, tough guy to have to grieve that or, you know, kind of be sad about it. It's, it's like, I, I can understand that the, yeah, they just, they, they just feel like they, they can't, they're not supposed to, they're not, they're supposed to be these tough men who just, oh, this is done. And let me just go into the next thing when really it's definitely not. So. Gosh, that's amazing that you have so much empathy you know, that you, you're feeling sorry about him and the situation. A lot of people would just be yeah. angry and mad. I think the hardest thing for me, I just knew like my faith, I was that, that, that was the instruction, you know, bless those who bless you, pray for those who are mean, you know, to you, um, forgive. I mean, those things I took to heart in soldier mode, not even like emotionally, but it was like, no, I have to do these things because if I don't, I am not going to be free. I yeah. have a tone to set for my kids. So I was like, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose to forgive him. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, that I let him run over me. Obviously, I could, you know, I couldn't do that. But it was like, I know that the decisions I make in the midst of this is going to determine my, you know, where I go, how my kids look at life, how my kids look at him, how my kids look at God. So there was a lot that I knew that were that was on my shoulders to to be an incentive to choose right and not play victim because that could have been an easy thing to do for sure oh or just yeah. endure it you know so what in the world did you do i mean you've got these eight kids were you working no i wasn't working i was a stay-at-home mom um through this process in little wisconsin um i had i had great support i mean like i said I can, there, it's pretty I, i'm not gonna lie it's like it's juicy stuff in the sense that <laughs> when this was when this was happening that's not like okay how do i keep this lighthearted because i mean even when i say it, it's it's such hard you know obviously hard topic but even in it it's like it's exciting and it's like whoa this is crazy because when it ha when in the midst of this um 
he wanted to take us to the cult. And so, you know, he's, he was saying, hey, let's go to this place. This is this ministry. And I Googled it. I'm like, you know, who is this and what is this? And I Googled and it had the name of the organization. And then right after that, it was allegations for five years of, you know, people claiming it was a cult, people's families messed up, all these things. And so I was like, there's no way that we can go to this place. So we yeah. had a, we had a, we had to have an escape plan to step away because he was, he was, I mean, we tried to have intervention. We were hoping that he would change his mind. He didn't. And so I just knew, like, we cannot do this. And so, yeah, so we had to escape for about 40 days, getting out of the situation. And I mean, it's, it, was, it was pretty crazy. And here's the thing, what I talked about number five, um, or sorry, the, my five-year-old, um, I thought I was protecting my seven. I did not know I was pregnant with number eight. And so it was like four months after, it was four months, and I had just had two miscarriages. So I'm four months along, and I had no idea. And so oh all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm seeing this belly, and I, I literally told my parent, like, okay, I need a pregnancy test to prove that I'm, that I'm just bloated. And of course, you know, it's a clear blue easy, and it says, you know, I take the test, and it says pregnant. And I was just like, no way. And I, and I Googled, okay, you know, clear blue easy, what does it say if you're not pregnant? Duh. It would have said <laughs> not pregnant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I'm like, oh my, oh my God, you have like a crazy sense of humor. And so my, my youngest has never met his real dad. So. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Were you friends, like legitimate friends, not fake friends with the other um, football players' wives? Did you, could you confide in them or was it just like, this is, we're keeping this behind closed doors? You know, we were, that was most of the people that we played most of our career with were totally like you know gone I mean we had stayed in contact but um we were one of the few that lived that stayed in Green Bay mm-hmm. so um so no no like none of the people that I really played with the wives okay um they did not know and I really had to keep it I mean there was really at the time in the heat of it there was probably only five women that knew and then gradually started coming you know just telling other people to that that I felt would be a help um and even in that, you know, what happened was like here, I'm trying to keep it under wraps, you know, trying to protect us, trying to protect his reputation. Well, at one point, then he starts, um, he starts putting on Facebook and YouTube videos about me being the gold digger and all these crazy things, because that's what the cult does. They kind of put people on blast. And I wanted to defend myself, but I knew that God was saying, no, like this, I'm your defense. And so here I'm keeping it under wraps, you know, when we escaped, so we escaped for over a month, I came back looking like the crazy person <laughs> and, you know, like the principal or our pastor were like, Hey, you got to go home. And I'm like, okay, like you guys don't understand this. It took a little bit for them to finally, I mean, all those people that were thinking I was crazy were the mm-hmm. ones that came back to say, I'm so sorry. Like, we're here for you. We're going to, we're going to help you through it. And so, yeah, so it's just, it was, it was. Like you said, there's so much to unpack. And so I don't know if I'm going all over the place, but, um, but yeah, it was for sure a a, a crazy ride. I mean, those five girls that knew they were in the intense part of it. I mean, through the escape, through like him finding out, or we thought he found out where we were. I mean, we we kind of joke around. We're like, this is a lifetime movie. Like, who's your character? Like, who, who, do, you, who do you want to play you? You know, I'm like, yeah. I want to play you. you know, just 
so it was kind of like, man, that, like this makes like normal life seem boring. But I mean, it's God got us through. Like there's so many like awesome things that came through this. And I mean, yeah, it, it is like, it's just, gosh, I can. It, it I does can seem like a things. movie. It's, it seems like something that you would just watch and be like, wow, that would be crazy if that ever happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. were you, you, uh, obviously went into hiding, so you were mm -hmm. in somewhat afraid. When did that pass where you felt like I'm okay to have my kids out? And I mean, that there's no threat there that you're not worried about him coming into your life. Well, we knew, so this was in the summer. So we left in the middle of July and it was, it was the leaving. And this is actually, um, advice from his old um, boss. And he says, Eileen, he goes, you have to do two things. You have to get a family lawyer and you got to get out of there. And I said, well, what happened? What, what do you mean? I said, what? I thought we were going to do intervention. He goes, no, this is intervention. And so the idea was to leave so that he would have this reality check of this is what's on the line. Are you yeah. picking fault or are you picking this, you know, our family? And so it was supposed to be a temporary thing to just step away. And so during that time, while we were away, we did have a mediator that, um, you know, that, that helped us to talk or like I would send a text to her. So it was kind of a texting back and forth through this person. And then, you know, when school came around, it was like, okay, like, do we go back? Do we, you know, what do we do? And so we went back and we didn't go back home. We ended up staying in a, um, a three bedroom duplex that my friend owned. So like most of us were on the floors. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And so, um, so yeah, we went back and then we started counseling and by the fifth week, and I didn't know this, he ended up, he, he had not gone to the cult that whole time. Um, but before that, our last session um, of counseling, he ended up going to the cult and he came back and I knew this was going to happen. Once he was, once he was there, he was going to come back and I knew there was like, no, there, there wasn't going to be any changing. And so when he did come back, we went to the counseling session and he basically said um that he is not going to do any sort of counseling or anything unless it's under the head of that cult no. and I said well I'm not doing it and so you know like the whole time I, from from mid-July to November I just thought okay he's gonna come around it's, it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time and so here I find out I'm pregnant I tell him you know he's thinking it's not his so he wasn't involved in that at all. And, you know, so here we're in this three bedroom duplex and I'm like, okay, we're outgrowing this place. And we, it's super, you know, small, which was kind of convenient after you going from a huge house to little, it was kind of nice, but it was, <laughs> we, we outgrew it. And I'm like, okay, I'm having a baby. Like, like, I don't know when he's going to come around if he ever does. And so November, December is when I finally knew I can't stop my life I can't stop these kids lives because they were asking me about sports and things like that I'm like guys I can't yeah. make decisions about your father but it was like I can't do this anymore we gotta just go on with life and hopefully he'll come he'll come back around so that's that's how we did life and he ended up marrying someone um pretty quickly oh, yeah wow poor lady <laughs> yeah right and she's 15 years younger so there it was kind of it's it's like she was from another state a cult from another state so so it's kind of somewhat arranged it, it just worked like that and even still I was like you know God I trust you we would pray for him and I'm like Lord I don't even want 
this anymore, but if that's what you want, I trust you. And kept on going, just worked on just, you know, just making life as normal as possible. And um, it wasn't until I found out that he had his first child where I was like, okay, like, what is he going to do? Leave, leave another family to join our family again? I'm like, okay, no, I'm done. And I was like, God, I've, I've done what I could. Like, I've tried. And that's when I knew that he released me. I just felt this peace, like, that I did. I, I did my part, and I can move on. And, and I felt peace about it finally. And, and, and that whole time I didn't even have a desire for a relationship. I wasn't bitter at men. It was just like, I don't have time for this. And once I felt like that peace came, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, like, I kind of want a best friend again, or I kind of want, you know, it'd be nice to like be with someone. And, and so it's, it's interesting. Like the way I see it is like, God is like, he, he started opening my heart to the idea of it again. I, I, it's so amazing how it turned out happy for you. I mean, gosh, in the midst of it, you know, when you are in the middle of drama mm-hmm. and that's all, you know, it yeah. literally feels like you're drowning. Right. You know, I think, I think a lot of my drowning was way before all of it came out. Like I said, there was probably, a, there was two to three years of really pretty much being isolated, like I didn't tell anybody. And when I finally told my five, um, my five friends, it was another year of at least having them and hoping and thinking that things were going to turn around quick, but they never did. And so that was two to three years of me just growing in strength. When this thing finally came, like when it finally came down, I, I was at the point where I'm like, nothing is going to penetrate my heart anymore. And I'm like, I'm, you're not going to hurt me. And really it was kind of, it, there was a mode of just, protecting my kids mm-hmm. so it just didn't it just didn't face me anymore and honestly it just I mean I, I I chose joy and it was it was weird people thought I was crazy because they're like why how is she so happy when all this stuff is going on right. and not to say I didn't cry a ton of tears but really at that time where everybody knew I had already gone through the worst part yeah already went through the grieving process and it's right. interesting to yet you do go into mama bear mode and you will oh, do yeah. anything to protect your child. And yeah. even if that means, you know, saving face and mm-hmm. not, you know, showing your emotions, you know, you yes. can do the shower or in private, but yeah, there's uh, us women, we are strong people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it yeah. just never ceases to amaze me. So what is your book? Where can people find your book? My book is on Amazon. It just came out. It just launched yesterday, actually. So this is, yeah. So it's called Sidelined No More. Um, yeah, on my on Amazon. I also have a website, ladybellator.com. Okay. So you can find that on there too. And the crazy thing is, I, I was hoping to be done with this book last year. And, you know, I, I was in Wisconsin um, thinking that I was going to move to California. Like, just like, okay, I think we're supposed to move back. Well, that was March when I thought to move and by mid-June we were totally moved so with all the move and stuff I didn't get done with the book until just recently there's also another book project that I'm a part of it's called Broken Chapters and it's 21 different authors of 21 like broken chapters in their lives so um, that's also coming out the same week which is cool because I would not have been able to sync that you know it it was you know on my own so so that's on uh, that's on Amazon too so Broken Chapters so, you know, the cool thing about it is I've had, you know, pre-readers, none of them are part of pro sports. And so, you know, so I have, you know, I'm, I'm slowly getting out to the women who like the ones that I'm connected to that still play or that played with, you know, when I say played, you know, the, the teammates, um, right. wives, like they're so pumped about it. 
And so they're, they're just beginning and probably today, but the ones that have read it, I've been so encouraged because they're like, wow, this is like, I am not a part of pro sports, but this totally hits home with me. So stay home moms, women in general, just dealing with identity, dealing with like, you know, who they are and what they're meant for. Um, so it's been super encouraging to hear that this helps and benefits people way outside of um, pro sports. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Because if, if anything, you just want to help other people, yeah. you know, if you're going to go through it, you just want to do whatever you can to try and make it easier on somebody else that might totally. think they are alone and nobody would ever understand. Yes. That's exactly, exactly my heart. I was like, if I'm going to go through this Lord, make get glory, you know, let, let it be a help. And, right. and so, you know, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what's been happening. And really, so I'm very encouraged by, you know, the feedback I'm getting. Oh my gosh. And that's amazing. I had no idea before we spoke that any of this was going down this week. So we'll have to see. Maybe I can get this out a little bit sooner. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for having me. This is my first, my first podcast. I've got another one next week, but this is my first. So, um, so you're, you're number one on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. You You got the easy one out of the way. Mine. (laughs) Mine's pretty low-key, yeah, so. Even though it's a hard topic, I'm going to make this lighthearted and, and, and provide hope and encouragement for women. A hundred percent. And I'm a firm believer, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So you've got to find yes. the bright light. You just have to. I mean, it'll, totally. it'll just eat you up otherwise. So, well, it was so for great sure. to meet you. I'm so excited for you and for everything. Thank you, for your kids Thank you and, so much. Oh, it's awesome. And um, I will be in touch. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.